Hey everyone, Kate and Tamara here. So if you have been listening to the last few podcasts, you'll know that we talk a lot about being able to hear God's voice, okay? There's a lot of different ways, and we just wanted to start getting into each way um, because there's a lot a lot of different, you know, helpful hints and things to be aware of so that you can really recognize His voice as one thing, you know, and then the other thing, you can respond. So yep. We're going we're gonna to get into that today, and we've got some personal stories, of course, to share. And, uh, and I yeah. just want to, you know, first start, thank you for listening, and we're really hoping that our stories, you know, will help, you know, you grow in your faith. You're listening to New Beginnings Healing Ministry Podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Tamara. And we're your hosts. We've personally seen God at work in our own lives and in those around us. We see the Christian life as a battle, and it's one we're willing to fight. Join us as we talk about faith, family, hope, and healing. We believe that where there's hope, there's healing. And with each and every day comes a new beginning. So you've all heard of the saying, you don't know what you've got until it's gone. Um, I think... You know, personally, after experiencing the death of my brother, you know, there are there are so many times where we think that we will see, you know, our loved ones every day. We will be able to talk to our friends and, you know, it, even if, you know, if you're Catholic, going to communion every day mm-hmm. or on the weekends, we think that we can have all of this stuff every day. And when we can't have it, it's like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have known, obviously, because then you would do everything differently. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm a huge advocate of really listening to God, you know, because if you do that, He can help you go about your your day Mm -hmm. in a way that will prepare you for what's to come, will prepare you for, you know, different trials in your own life. And I just think you get through it more gracefully and you have more peace and less regrets. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if we all pictured ourselves for just one second each day, you know, what is it going to be like on our last day? Mm-hmm. If we thought about that, our entire day would be different, okay? Mm-hmm. We would we would be probably more kind to people. Yep. We wouldn't make fun. We wouldn't gossip. We would, mm-hmm. you know, we would love more, okay? Mm-hmm. So Today, we are going to really get into a few ways that God speaks to us. And we've mentioned before that He speaks to us through music, through people, through um, different prayers that you come across, and many other ways. But today, we're going to get into just a couple different ones. And of course, we've got a few stories, you know, personal stories, and we're even going to go into um, some different things that you can actually apply to your lives right now, um, today, to help you become more aware of God speaking to you, okay? So when the Lord speaks, okay, He is not just limited to words, okay? If you've listened to some of the the episodes so far, you'll know that God has spoken um, to me through my brother, who is deceased, I've mentioned that, through um, music on, what was it? I shared that story, right? Oh, on YouTube, yeah, yeah. how the, mm-hmm. the controller, I mean, I didn't have the controller, but somehow... Yep. Netflix turned on, you know, I ha- it just, it's, I, I say it's crazy, but it's not, it's God. And that is how he works. And we just have to be open to that and believe that he's trying to speak to us. Okay. So he is not just limited to words, although that's a great place to start, you know, pull out the Bible and just say, speak to me, Lord, and open it 
and you know just do you ever do that, Tamara? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, do it all, I do it with books. Like, sometimes okay, even exactly. with Catholic books. And then I've even sent you a couple of text messages where... Yeah, the one time... <laughs> I'll share that real quick. I was so... My husband and I, we just... We needed to make some big decisions, and we just could not. We, we just... It, it was so difficult, you mm-hmm. know, just seeing through the uncertainty and everything. And I just said, Lord, please help me, you mm-hmm. know? And then sure enough few minutes later, Tamara texted me and she just said, Hey, I came across this in a book and I just thought I should share it with you. And Tamara, what, what was it exactly? I, I opened up this Catholic book and it's, I have this little nightstand and it said, what, what did it do say? the next, keep right doing thing. the next right thing. Yeah. Keep doing the next right thing. Is that what? It, yeah. When you don't know what to do in times of uncertainty, yes. you just do the next right thing. And it kept saying that over and over and yeah. over again. And then I think I opened up my book to it like twice or something. I was like, wow, the Lord really wants us to see yeah, this. It was. It was two times. And then I went to, um, this is ridiculous that I'm even sharing this, but I went to the movies and I saw Frozen 2. <laughs> There's a song that's do the next right thing. Like, And really? she was, yeah, and it was Elsa singing it. So, I mean, it was Chanel. blasting through the movie theater. And there I am, like, almost crying. And it's like, Aww. okay, Lord, like, that's mm-hmm. three confirmations. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're, when you're stressed, when you're overwhelmed, mm-hmm. ask the Lord to just light your path, okay? Mm-hmm. Just one step. That's all you need. Because when you take that next step in faith, then you can take the next one and the next one. And before you know it, you're out of the hole that you were in. Okay? Yep. So, yeah, he is uh, He is not just limited to words. And like we said, if you see a book, if something comes across your path randomly, like mm-hmm. Tamara said, it was mm-hmm. just a book laying there, open it up and just give God a chance to speak to you. Okay? You know, there are times where I've opened the Bible and it's like, stuff that I don't even understand. And it's like, okay, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I put it down. But that doesn't stop me from doing it again. You know, most of the time... It is exactly what I need. So there's one way to do it, okay? Um, so here are a couple ways that <clears throat> that we are talking about, like where he doesn't use words, okay? So the first way, and this is in um, John 10, verses 3 through 4, okay? So there's a knowing in your heart, okay? So sometimes he will speak very softly and very gently, and you receive direction or encouragement, um, or even confirmation. Mm-hmm. And he does it so without using words. So yes. he will, it's like he, he, it's hard to explain, but this is the best we can do. He can, he kind of speaks to you to where the human mind kind of tries to figure out what he's saying. Yep. Like it comes through, but it's not exact. But in your heart, you feel 100% at peace. And you know what to do. And you know, it's almost like a feeling. Like for me, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying, Kate, because this my story today will come into play. But mm-hmm. but it's like for me when this happens, it's like I can almost see part of it and I can feel it. It's like a feeling right. that and then I have to kind of describe my feeling. So it's like almost like people might question you when this happens because Well, if unless, they ask you what well what was your message? You can't what give did them you the, hear? Yeah. You kind of sound like you start rambling and it's like, well, that's not it at all. I can't I can't really say exactly what exactly. I was told. But if I could show you, yep. I could. You know, it's kind of like trying to teach your kids how to do certain things. You tell them not to do this, not to do that. But until you truly live it out through example, mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of get it to hit home. Okay. So, Tamara, do you just want to share your story yeah. now on yeah. that? Okay. So, before I can give an example of what Kate just said, you know, describing dif- the different ways that, you know, God can talk to us and communicate with us. I'm without sh- words. Yes. So, without words. Without yeah. words. You know, more of a feeling. I'll, I'll share that story in a minute. 
I'm going to share a part of how I did get a direct message with straight words. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, as you all remember, I'm sure like in a previous podcast, I mentioned about my daughter. She's two now. Um, we've been through a lot with her. Um, gosh, like her first year of life was so hard. It was horrible. Like she had so many food allergies. I didn't even know it till she was about eight months old. She had eczema from head to toe bleeding. I remember taking her places and people were like, what is wrong with her? Mm-hmm. And I was, like, almost embarrassed. Like, I'd hide her just because I was just – it just was so bad. And um, she would bleed, and it just – I just kept praying and praying and praying, and just it, – it just was horrible. I, there was so much suffering. Um, it wasn't just with her eczema. It wasn't just with her food allergies. It just j- – there just was so much more going on. But anyway, so when she – when I fed her eggs when she was um, about eight months old – she got like a rash on her back and something inside me was like, this isn't right. So I took her to um, an allergist when she was about 10 or 11 months old and she came back positive for so many things. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is horrible. And it just, everything, everything was a struggle with her. Like from nursing to, to food allergies to eczema, it just was one nightmare after the next. But it did grow me in my faith. And I just never gave up on praying. I just knew one day God would heal her. And it, it did grow me closer because I started saying daily rosaries and I started just, and I've not stopped. Like since I started saying daily rosaries since I was like 10 months old, I have not stopped. So, I mean, there is, you know, good things that do come from suffering. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Yes. From suffering. And so recently I would say before, this was before the Father Blount um, healing, healing mass. Um, sorry, I'm nervous to share this story. So I'm shaking a little bit. <laughs> Um, recently before I, I just, I just knew God could use Father Blount to heal my baby. And I even made her allergy, her new allergist appointment after the healing mass. Cause I just, I just believed, I just knew, I knew it could happen. <clears throat> and I even got a message before a direct message with words. And this is what it was. While you were praying. While I was praying. Yes, so yes. she prayed and then this, this just yes. came to her. Yes. And this was before, this was a little bit before the Father Blount healing mass, maybe weeks, month, a month. I don't know. Something like that. And this is what he said to me. He said, she would be left with one mild allergy, but in time that would most likely go away. Um, and that's crazy because that is exactly what happened. And um, and you'd also, let me just, I hate to interrupt you, but yes. most people, and I'm sure you too, you would think, oh, that's too good to be true. That mm-hmm. must be coming from mm-hmm. me. You know, maybe I'm thinking that. Mm-hmm. So right there, you need to you know, pray to the Holy Spirit and ask for that gift of discernment to know if this is coming from you or if it's coming from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of feel like it's coming from the Lord, that's when you start praying. Um, You can say prayers of thanksgiving Mm -hmm. um, for, for the message, for the healing, for all of it. And you can just continue to walk in faith. Mm -hmm. And it's an act of trust. And Mm -hmm. you guys, worst case, if the message is wrong, I mean, what? You grew in your faith, um, your child... Mm -hmm still has whatever you're going through mm-hmm. and you just continue that you know that walk in trust and faith that one day you know they yeah. will be healed mm-hmm. so i hate to interrupt but i think that's no. important because a lot you. of people just they hear stuff and yeah. they think oh that was just me and they just throw it out but it's not how would i know that you know right you know right. what i mean so it's like how would i know that right. so i know that that is coming from god right so and here's the thing too it's like that took it took us about two years to get to that point. Myla turned two in December. So mm-hmm. it's been two years of dealing with battle after battle. Mm-hmm. So this was just such an amazing experience. So we went to the Father Blount Healing Mass and 
it just was so amazing, guys. She saw him three times. There's that number three. I don't know yeah. why that just <laughs> got my confirmation. So she saw him. The first healing mass, she saw him in November and he healed her from something else. I can save that for another day. Um, but then the second healing mass, um, well, she actually didn't even go to the first healing mass. We got a private meeting with Father Blount. He held her and blessed the special water and did all this amazing stuff. That was wonderful. But so the second one in February, we ran into him in the hallway. I was just like talking to God. I was like, please, can we just get a private meeting with him? Please. I know it's so much to ask, but please. So I was going to the bathroom and I was with Myla and my mother-in-law and um, a couple of my kids. And here comes Father Blount walking down the hallway. I'm like, no way. I go, Father Blount, it's Faustina. And he goes, Faustina. He remembered Myla from, yeah. I guess, maybe. maybe That's he did. her middle name. Faustina is her middle name. Yes. Yeah. So we ran into him and then he let her hold the relics of the cross and he started praying over her and he goes, you are the holiest baby in the world right now because she was holding the cross. Yeah. (laughs) It was wonderful. And then, so then I'm just emotional the whole time. Like, wow, he, he held her. This is wonderful. I just, this is, I know everything's going to get better. So then we went to the healing mass and I'm just bawling the whole time. Well, he prayed over her and it just, everything just, it just felt so wonderful after that. And I'm sorry, I'm like getting off track here. I'm like shaking. This story is just so special to me. But um, so then we went on with our life. And then a week later, I took her to the allergist. You guys, I I just got done saying the surrender novena. Um, I just kept praying, oh, Jesus, take care of everything. I just yeah. kept saying that surrender prayer over and over. So I walk into the doctor's office and... Um, I'm just, I'm just crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. I don't even know why I'm crying. It's almost embarrassing. And the nurse, they said they're going to do a skin test on my leg. I just keep praying in my head over and over. I'm like, Lord, you got this. Take care of everything. I'm putting all my trust in you. And I just kept looking up and saying it. They did the skin test on her. Oh my goodness. They did the skin test on her. I have the picture on my phone. I still look at it almost every day. And I'm just like the nurse. And I said, look at this, look at this why is nothing coming back like massive? Like why are there no, I know Mm -hmm. I've seen multiple skin tests like on Facebook and stuff. And she's just looking at me. And then I started telling her about the healing mess. She starts bawling the nurse in the office. She knows she's Catholic and she's telling me, she knows like, I'm just like this, this is a godly moment here. This is like Mm -hmm. amazing. And I'm just bawling. And the doctor comes in and he's just like, you know, has my, was my um, previous tests, you know, and he's just like, Wow, this is good. This is really good. And the peanut one was the only one that came back. Very so all of the allergies were pretty much gone. Were gone, right? Okay. The peanut came back so small. But the good thing about the peanut is I've been feeding my love a small dose of peanut butter every day, so she can tolerate her one allergy that she does have mildly. Um, so then we did a blood test just to kind of confirm everything. They did another everything, all her. Um, Nuts, like the um, like the nut category, came back negative. Um, egg was just about gone. I, I've been feeding her eggs. She's fine. She's been eating in burgers and muffins and stuff. And then the peanut came back. It went from 2.6, anybody that knows about allergies, to 0. 0.40. I mean, they could almost challenge that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's already eaten a small dose. So it's like, wow. Like, I mean, literally so my it message. it goes back to your message, yes. you know, saying that yes. she would, you know, most of them would go away. But she would just have one that Mild. in time. Would, would likely go away. Yes. So there's that hope. Now yes. because because everything that she was told came yeah. to fruition, now she can think and pray and hope yeah. that the peanut allergy, you know, the one that is down to whatever, 0.4, I yeah. don't know much about it, but that it's down to that. Yes. Now she can have that hope yep. to get her through. And also it, it gives you strength to carry mm-hmm. the cross. Oh, and you Kate, know get what this. I mean? As, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. No. Video. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so bad. You're fine. So get this. So the doctor calls me and he's like, okay. 
you know, tells me the results again. This is like a week or two after. And he says, yeah, I just, I really think she's going to outgrow this peanut allergy. Wow. I'm like, what? So there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's just so amazing. And real quick, the priest she's talking about, he is an exorcist priest and he has a healing ministry. And we will get, we will tell you all about that conference and our own personal stories with it. I mean, the Lord is using so many people to heal other people mm-hmm. that it is it truly is amazing. I mean, miracles are happening absolutely every day. Mm-hmm. And just one real quick one, we know this man um, at our church, and he has been in a wheelchair ever since, or one of the, the scooters. Mm-hmm. He's been in that for, well, since I've known him. So yeah. I think three years, yeah. four years now. I can't remember, three. And he was completely healed at this conference. Oh, yeah. He, he is no longer in his scooter. And I'm telling you, it's not like the healing conferences where they, you know, mm-hmm. push the people down and you're healed. And yeah, you know, no. It's not like no, that at all. It's at all. very devout. It's yes. very beautiful. I mean, this man, he has pneumonia 30 times a year. Yes. Um, because of so much warfare. And I cannot wait to get into the stories of warfare mm-hmm. because whether you want to believe this or not, you are at battle um, not only for your own soul, but for your children, for your family, and for your circle of influence, whatever that looks like for you. So this priest we're talking about, I'm telling you, you guys, he is he is unbelievable, and mm-hmm. he is so open to God working mm-hmm. within him that, you know, I think God just really blesses him because of that, and he's given so many gifts of the Holy Spirit because he's using them. Mm-hmm. So again... You know, with with getting to hear God's voice, it's so important because when you do that, you truly become an instrument, mm-hmm. and you'll receive gifts to do that. Okay, it's true that God God call or God qualifies the called, right? Is that how it goes? Yeah, that makes sense. And it is. I mean, not saying we're qualified to do this at all. <laughs> He's working. He really is working. You know, we're busy. We have kids. We have, you know, all these different things going on. Mm-hmm. But somehow. You know, our families are working together to make this happen. And you know what? I know we're probably only talking to what? Maybe 50. But you know what? The other day, it's like, okay, we said we were going to do this. If it helps one person, yes, then mission complete, you know? And it's like, if Jesus, as you know, the shepherd, if he goes after the one lost sheep, then what makes us think that one isn't enough, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just, and we all need to have that mentality because a soul is priceless. And if God is using you to reach that one soul, mm-hmm. then you better answer to that. Like, please, because they they need you. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Tamara, why don't you share your story um, or your message that you got that wasn't yes. given in words, but more of a feeling. Yes. So just briefly go over that. And it's so hard to explain sometimes, and some people won't understand because it sounds like you're maybe like not being truthful or, or because it's just like a feeling. Like for me, it comes like in my head. I'm a very visual person. I'm a visual learner. So it's like it pops up almost like like a little bubble above your head. It's like you can see it and you can feel it. Like it comes over like a feeling. Yeah, you may not be able to repeat it word for word yes. perfectly every time. Like it might yes. change a little bit, and then that kind of seems that it's. But not it's true. like a but it's a feeling. It's more like right. a feeling. I guess that's the best way to describe it. So then I heard this is after Father Blount, and this is I want to say must it must have been after the allergist too. So this is like I said, just bear with me here. I can heal her, but this will seem like nothing for what is to come of this world. And basically... And that's weird. That was before this pandemic, too. I know! <laughs> and it's like... And here's the thing. It's like that came across as a feeling like... Made it seem like this healing would be 
so seem like so something so minimal compared yeah. to what is to come. And see, this is a perfect example of how, you know, she's still waiting to see this come to fruition because, yeah. you know, what will become of this world? We have no idea, right. you know, and a lot of people, you know, we see this as, you know, the Bible unfolding, prophecy unfolding, and, you know, we're so focused on, you know, when the end is going to be, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, the end of your world will be in your lifetime. I guarantee you that we will all have the end of our own world. And it all comes back to listening and being obedient and doing what we're being called to do so that when the time comes, we're ready to be judged, which we'll never be ready, but we'll be able to look at God and be like, we did our best. Like, please, Lord, have mercy on me. I did absolutely everything I felt like I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Just have mercy on me, and I love you. So we've gone over a lot here, and we just want to end with, with just giving you one piece of advice, okay? So one way that you can really, really grow quickly in your relationship and really be able to hear God's voice or learn to is what we call as Catholic, it's Catholics, it's, uh, it's adoration, okay? So with adoration, we believe that the host is Jesus's body, blood, soul, and divinity, okay? We truly believe that. And just a word on that, if you're Catholic and you don't really know if you believe that, then, you know, that's okay, but pray about that, okay? Ask God to continue to reveal the truth to you. And if you don't really care, pray for the desire to care. Mm-hmm. You know, pray for that desire to care enough to find out if you really believe and to grow, okay? Um, I think it, it really is all about praying for the desire because I think a lot of things in our faith, it's so hard to believe, but that's why we have to pray and ask for help and guidance and encouragement and for other people, you know, other good people to come into your life to grow. And be and careful. And also be careful, too, because when I started praying for God to surround me around good people, I started losing a lot of friends. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you, you will lose a lot of people in this walk. Um, I guess it just goes with being Christian. So, um, so today, yeah, we're going to talk about adoration before we end here. And I will just give you one one story. So this was years ago, and I would go to adoration. You know, I've got some stories on that where I truly, it's completely changed my life. And this was back in high school. Um, So I'll get into that on another, another episode. But even with all the help that I received from going to adoration, I still didn't really have the desire to go. I had to, it's like going to the gym. You know, you're just like, you don't really want to go, but once you're there, yes. and once you're not even there, once you're done, <laughs> then it's like, thank God yes. I came. I'm yes. so happy I came. And you feel great and everything's awesome. Mm-hmm. So adoration was like that for me. It's like, oh, do I really need to go? I know I should. I'm Catholic. I should, you know, whatever. So I was praying for the desire. And I'm not even kidding you, but I think I prayed for like two years. Mm-hmm. And I still was having to make myself go, Okay. And even when I would get there, it'd be like, I would pray and I wouldn't hear anything. And then I would, sometimes I would sleep. I felt, I would fall asleep because I was so tired. And I, (laughs) you know, the rosary, it truly is a meditation. And yeah, I would just sleep. So anyways, I was praying and I will never forget it. I was in my grandpa's cabin, um, about an hour and a half away from where I live, and it was—it's just a beautiful place, beautiful location. You know, it was in fall, in the fall, 
and I was making a bed. And it's so weird. The messages will come to me at the most random times. And I'll even be busy, like thinking, you know, having my own thoughts, having my own conversation mm-hmm. with other people, you know, out loud. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I will be hit with this beautiful message to where it's like, okay, I, I, I got to stop what I'm doing right now and write this down or go pray about it or something. Okay. So I'm making this bed. And all of a sudden, you know, I could hear my kids crying downstairs and all of that. And it was just like, you know how it is being a parent. Sometimes it is just, it's, it's kind of, it's just hell. I'm just going to say it. Like one time, I remember I was in the, the cry room and this lady just looked at me and she's like, hon, you're in the trenches. Like <laughs> you, it, you will get out of this. And it's so true. So it was just a really hard day. And I was doing everything I could to get through it. And here I am making another bed, okay? (laughs) And I just, all of a sudden, I had this vision in my mind. I was kneeling in front of the Blessed Sacrament in adoration. And I just had this, like, inside, it was like, oh, like, I'm finally here. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, Jesus, I'm finally here. And I got so excited because it's like, oh, my gosh, do I want to be in adoration right now? You know, is mm-hmm. this the, is this the mm-hmm. desire I've been praying for for two years? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I could hear Jesus, you know, interiorly. And he said, he said, I want you to think of one person you really admire. And before, I, before he even finished that, it was like my mom. You know, there's, there are a ton of, I love my entire family. But my mom came to me. And I said, okay, my mom. And then right after that, he said, okay, I want you to picture yourself going to your mom's and I want you to see yourself having coffee with her in the living room and on the deck and in her room on the bed, you know, just all of these different places. Picture yourself with her having a conversation. You know, how do you feel? And I just said, oh, I just love this. You know, I'm mm-hmm. at peace. I love talking to my mom. I laugh. I cry. I do all, you know, it's awesome. So then... He said, okay, now I want you to go to your mom's house, and I want you to walk into each room where you had your conversations, and I want you to picture yourself after she has passed away. And I was, like, nervous to do this because it, like, made me sick, kind of, you know. And I saw myself. I could cry through this. This is ridiculous. So he said, I want you to picture yourself having coffee in the living room and having coffee on the deck and having coffee, you know, in the bedroom, you know, picture her not there. How do you feel? And of course I felt terrible. So then he said, what if I told you there was one room, one place where you could go even after your mom passed away and she would be in there waiting for you to have coffee, to talk, to, you know, cry over things, to, you know, just picture life and just have a great time. Would you come visit her? And I said, oh, my gosh, yes. And then quickly it was, then why aren't you visiting me? <gasps> and I was like, oh. Like, I could seriously, I felt like I was, I don't want to say being punched because it wasn't like that. But it, it hit me in a part of me that I didn't even know existed. Like, I just, I could have started crying because I just felt so terrible. It's like, here I am, you know. If I truly believe that that is Jesus, what, what am I doing sitting at my house all day. And I do mean all day because I don't leave my house. I am a homebody and I have too many kids to go anywhere anyways because it's just crazy. So why am I not at church? Why am I not? You know, and let's say you don't believe that Jesus is truly present. What is, you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour without your phone, without distractions, 
what harm is that going to do to you? Mm-hmm. You know, sitting in a place, being totally quiet, and just talking to Jesus. What harm will that do? Mm-hmm. Okay? And if you're one of those people that believe that Jesus is everywhere, again, then he's there too. And you're not distracted. And you're able to sit there and just talk. Mm-hmm. So... My advice to you, and that is when I'm going to start getting into some really bizarre stories. Not now, another day. <laughs> but adoration is where it's at. I'm going to tell you that right now. Going on your own will to sit in front of the Lord and to ask Him to help you with your life, that is where it's at. That is when you're going to realize you are going to start you know, flying on your walk towards Him. And like re- you really yes. will. And I yes. know... I have been, I don't want to say counseling people. I would, I'll say like directing people, being a mentor. I've been mentoring a lot of people over the years, and I could have every single one of them on right now, and they could tell you a story of how adoration has completely changed their life, okay? And you know what? With all the talk of this pandemic and yes. everything, and we're all probably going to be quarantined at some, po- some <laughs> point, um, there's online adoration. Yes. And it is very peaceful. It's hard to escape the chaos, I know, but make the time to do that. And um, I, I guess I, I can just share it here. Um, it's OurLadyOfSorrows.com, I think. Um, just look up online adoration, perpetual online adoration, and you'll find a few different sources and it's live. And you just sit there and if you don't truly believe or if you don't, you know, think that it's just as powerful as going in person, then Ask for help mm-hmm. again, okay? Ask for the desire mm-hmm. to, to, know, to know the truth, okay? Um, I, think that, I think that's it. Yes. Adoration is, is huge, and uh, we'll go over some more helpful things next time, but let's just make that our homework for the week, okay? <laughs> Try to pull it up just once, just one time. And you know what? Grab a, cu- a cup of coffee and just sit there and talk to them. I'm not kidding. Yes. Like, I... I do that all the time. You know, Jesus is, yes, he's our God, he's our Savior, but he's also our friend, you Mm -hmm. know? He wants wants us to come to him with our issues and just talk to him normally. You don't don't feel like you have to sit there and, you know, say exact prayers or or read exact, you know, things. You just, you talk to him. That's what he wants because that that is true conversation and that is how you build any relationship is just sharing in one suffering, sharing in one joy, you know, and trials mm-hmm. and all of that. So now we're going to have Tamara end us in prayer. But before that, I just wanted to thank each of you for listening and for really trying to grow in your faith. And I, I, I really do mean that because that is where our world is going to change. Okay. It takes you, it takes me, it takes each of us to just become better listeners and to do what we're, we're being called to do. Okay. And if there's anyone that you think could benefit from these podcasts, please, we ask that you share it. I'm telling you, we're not making a dime off of anything, obviously. <laughs> Definitely not our and goal. That is, that is not our goal. Okay. We, thankfully, our husbands are allowing us to do this and uh, free of cost. So <laughs> I'm telling you, there's no hidden motives here. Okay. We, we truly, we do. We love you guys and we thank you for your time. And we ask that you share with others because we need to. We need more hope in this world. Yes. There is no doubt. So, Tamara, go ahead and, and lead us. Okay. Father, we thank you for the gift of today, our health and our families. We thank you for this opportunity to grow in our faith and to become better listeners. Help us to make time to spend with you. 
Amen. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a blessed day.